This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining me right now, one of the, uh, one of the best to do it. He's won the Super Contest twice. Hopefully there are uh, enough games to give us a super contest this year with the uh, NFL coming up uh, in September. But we've got baseball, we've got basketball, college football remains to be seen. Joining me right now to talk about all that, pregame.com, Steve Fezzik joining me right now on CBS Sports Radio. Fez, how are things in Vegas? What a time of year also with, uh, I could argue, all the major sports going with the NFL lines up. As far as Vegas, Vegas isn't doing very well, Sean. Um, as you can imagine, Vegas is a destination people want to go to when they are uh, able to, well, let's just say what happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas, have some excitement and the like, and the um, current rules and restrictions are really making a trip to Vegas not very attractive. Yeah, I know. I, I, I long for the days where, where Vegas is back to be in Vegas again for sure, but at least we've got... We've got sports betting back in our lives. Fez, I want to start with the NBA. Um, I think when the NBA put this structure together, the eight regular season games leading into the playoffs, you know, I'm sure part of the purpose was so the guys could get their legs back. They called them the the main purpose being seeding games. You know, the only teams invited back in were the ones mathematically able to get into that play-in situation. Um, But we started to see teams kind of – doing load management things in the spirit of seeding and jockeying for, you know, certain teams wanting certain lines and opponents and things like that. Um, and when I say lines, I mean like the line of the bracket, you know, like the Rockets, for example, I think would rather be a four or five than a three seed because there's no home court advantage for these teams. And they'd rather play the Lakers in the second round than play the Clippers. How much has the seeding jockeying and maybe the load management being taken to another level affected the handicapping on these games? Well, I think it's really going to impact the last couple of games. I don't think it has impacted things yet, but you bring up a great point, even as far as look at the game uh, between Portland and the Clippers yesterday. So um, Kawhi doesn't play, but you could certainly make the case that Portland is an eight. No one wants to play Portland. They're much better than any other possible number eight seed. And so if I'm the Clippers, I don't know why I won that game because I want Portland to be on that eight line against the Lakers with a legitimate chance to take the Lakers out. Yeah, what do you think of the Lakers right now? I mean, it's it, Portland is playing some great basketball right now, and who knows who the eight seed is going to wind up being? But um, the 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 Lakers right now, um, you know, this LeBron at thirty six years old has gotten used to a routine, and this is far from that routine that he's used to. Yeah, the eye test on LeBron is that he's a step slow. He seems to lack lift. Anthony Davis, same thing. And you got to wonder, well, is it just that they're going through the motions here? because the games don't mean anything to them, or do we have legitimate concerns? I think we have to have legitimate concerns based upon what I've seen losing Avery Avery Bradley, 
that backcourt, so they're vulnerable to three-point shooting teams like the Rockets. What's curious, Sean, is that the Lakers basically have been plus 250 to win the NBA title, and as bad as they've looked, they're still the favorite at plus 250. I think their legitimate chances of winning have certainly gone down. Yeah, who, who would you make the favorite right now to win the whole thing? I think Milwaukee, but Milwaukee is also going through the motions in many ways, but I think that that one is more forgivable, and I think that come playoff time, Milwaukee would, would be back. I would take a Milwaukee bet against the Lakers, who is going to last longer and who's going to win the title. Is there a particular team outside of what I'll call the big three, the two L.A. teams in Milwaukee, that you think could be a little frisky in this postseason? Yeah, three teams, and they're all catching money. Uh, certainly Houston with the puncher's chance with all the three-point shots that they're hoisting up. Sean, they've shot 60% of their shots from the field have been threes in the <laughs> oh, bubble. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Toronto playing very well, and Boston just beat Toronto. So those three are all... Um, anywhere from 12 to one to 17 to one, and I all think they, I think they all have legitimate chances. Have you enjoyed the presentation that the NBA's put together, Fez? You know, with the you know the the, the virtual fans and the you know still incorporating some of the music and the crowd noise. Have you has, have, do you feel like sports have been a good watch considering there's no fans in the stands? Oh, absolutely. In some ways, the novelty of, of it I enjoy more than the real fans. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, Sean, I'm not very impressed by the real fans and their ability to distract like the opponents, like with the Thundersticks, where everyone bangs on the Thundersticks, you would think that it being 2020, there'd be more of an um, ability of, like, only two of the fans thump the Thundersticks, do something different to legitimately distract one's opponents instead of acting as a crowd where you can just zone that all out. Yeah, there you go. Guys looking around like, why is nobody hitting their Thundersticks except these two jamokes right over here? Yeah, that would be be a little weird. we're talking to Steve Fezzik of pregame.com. Um, Fez, on baseball, what's the angle uh, on the Cardinals right now if they ever start playing baseball again? Well, I think MLB, i got to give them credit, and I've given very little credit to MLB, but this whole idea of we'll just play seven-inning games, and that way teams will be able to, maybe they won't be able to get back to 60 games, but we'll be able to get most of the games in. I think it makes a whole lot of sense. Let's face it, we're already playing a compromised 60-game season, so I think that the seven-inning doubleheaders are brilliant, and that's the way maybe the Cardinals only get to play 55 games instead of 60. But the bottom line is baseball it has survived so far, COVID outbreaks at, for the Marlins and for the Cardinals, and I think they're going to be able to do this and get through the season. Yeah, I think so, too. I think those were two huge, scary things for baseball teams. That If you had anybody kind of acting the fool or going off the reservation, they had to look at what happened there and hopefully, hopefully take notice. We'll see. Fez, just in terms of baseball, just the mechanics of the handicapping part, I'm glad you brought up the – and not, not, not handicapping necessarily, but odds making more than anything else with this question is I, I haven't paid real close attention to the lines on these seven inning double header games when they're setting things like run totals, uh, maybe the, you know, the different, uh, you know, exotic bets within games like, hey, betting on the in a nine inning game, you could bet on who's winning after the first five innings, that sort of thing. Are they doing those types of things on the seven inning games? And how are they setting the totals? Are they just essentially just bumping it down by 28 percent? Or is there a 
you know, is is there a certain gravitational pull where the late innings of games of all games, you know, bring a a total back to what it would normally be in in you know a nine inning game, anyways? Yeah, they're just knocking it down two runs essentially mm-hmm. for the last two innings when you've got your setup man and your closer coming in. So not a huge adjustment. Couple hiccups initially on seven inning games where they had some first five inning lines that weren't correct, but um, that was really only the first or second game. So. Uh, and in terms of props on a seven-inning game, I'm not seeing the books put those up for obvious reasons. Too difficult to price things like, um, you know, n- well, hit or hit a home run, etc. Yeah. Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, joining me on uh, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, all right, Fez, odds that there will be a college football season this fall? That is a great question. Less than 50%. Uh, I'll put it at 25%. Maybe the yeah, SEC I mean, still plays in a couple other major conferences. Okay, yeah, I mean, yesterday when the MAC kind of shut things down, everybody was making it seem like, man, this is a, this is a fait accompli. Like, this is the first domino to fall. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the – I get it that the coronavirus impacts – you know, the, the coronavirus doesn't know that these players play for Clemson and these players play for Central Michigan – but we know that there's risk factors involved with everything, and the stakes are just much higher with Power 5. I just feel like the calculus is different in the decision-making for the Power 5. Well, and look at the potential liability for the MAC, for all the lesser conferences for the Sun Belt, should you have a coach die. Should you have a player have, not necessarily die, but have long-term health implications and there's, I don't think there's just enough revenue to offset that potential risk. So this is just a dollars and cents decision that's proper for the lesser conferences. Then it, but then you look at the Big Tens, the SECs, the ACCs. Maybe they can make a go of this because yeah. of you know there's so much revenue involved in just play a conference schedule. We'll see for sure. Fez, what are the handicapping effects of no preseason in the NFL? You know, that is a tremendous debate to have because – Obviously, early in the year, oftentimes the offenses are behind the defenses. And missing out in the preseason, it's easy to knee-jerk and say, well, I'll expect lower-scoring games. But the defenses are going to be hurt from lack of tackling and practice and the like as well. Maybe the number one takeaway is I think it benefits running teams because they, they don't require the timing. So maybe the Baltimores, the Tennessee Titans of the world, are going to have an advantage versus the high-octane passing um, teams and maybe Tom Brady won't get off to as fast a start as people expect in Tampa Bay with the passing game. Fez, I know you're one of the best, and I know from from listening to you on the, the shows that you do out there, the podcasts you do out there, that you look at every angle with this stuff when it comes to handicapping both individual games and seasons for teams and things like that. So I'm I'm really curious as to how closely are you looking at how certain teams are handling this pandemic during the preseason? How close are you looking at teams like Jacksonville having 12 players come back and get put on the COVID list? And meanwhile, a team like Houston had nobody even test positive for the virus. Yeah, and I think I look at organization strength as well, that teams like the Patriots historically have contingency plans for everything and likely can handle this better than teams I'm not so impressed with. You know, the Raiders, my local team, this is going to be very interesting, Sean, because – Lots of distractions of moving to Vegas, all right? Brand new training facilities, brand new homes, brand new city. You would think that that is an organization that might really struggle with additional distractions with COVID, et cetera. Having said that, the excitement level is through the roof here in Vegas. 
And that practice facility in Henderson, Nevada, here on the south side of the city, that's one of the nicest practice facilities I have ever seen. You've got to believe the players are sky-high excited and motivated based upon an upgrade in all these facilities. Hey, Fez, last thing before I let you go. What, what did people think of the story this week that I saw where one of the assistant coaches came into a Zoom meeting with the players and told the players that Gruden had the coronavirus? And, and, and basically he didn't. He did it just to, I guess, to try to make a point that anybody could get this and maybe throw a scare into the players a little bit. It seemed a little, I don't know, man, that seemed a little unorthodox to me. Was that getting any traction out there this week? You know, it didn't, but maybe it should have. It kind of reminds me, Sean, when you, you hear about those stories where you're interviewing and you get asked an outrageous question, you know, just to see how you would respond instead of one you've been asked in six other interviews. So, right. um, I don't know what to make of it, but I kind of like the fact that uh, someone in the Raiders is thinking out of the box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, if, if I'm picking a coach who would do that, Gruden would definitely be at the top three or four in the power rankings for sure. But that, that was just that was a wild story to me. Steve Fezzik, pregame.com is where you can find him um, at, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. Right, Fez? That's correct. And, uh, Sean, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions over seven wins for my best bet. The Lions, very unlucky last year. And I tell you what, not having to watch Jeff Driscoll or Blau play quarterback for half a year, the Lions should be one of the most improved teams in the NFL. Yeah, and they got a, it's like they got a reprieve. Matt Stafford's COVID test was a false positive. I feel like that's worth at least one win right there, just from the good feelings and the good vibes that it gives him that uh, he didn't have the COVID. Fez, we always appreciate the little nugget on the way out the door as well. We'll do it again next week. You're the best, Sean. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law